The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and today we're going to talk about SmackDown Live for January 31st, 2017. I am joined, as always, by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary, and today two guests on the show raj why don't you tell everyone who you who we got joining us we've got wrestling inc writers chris calica and joshua ganyan did i say that right you Sorry. did <laughs> all right awesome. and obviously the big story seth rollins uh that's going to be the primary focus today <clears throat> yes well seth rollins may not be the primary focus of uh monday night raw as we go into wrestlemania season so uh the big news rollins injured his knee the other night during the raw taping uh, and this was during the samoa joe beatdown right rush yeah during the uh samoa joe beatdown to me um i, I went back and, and watched it uh it's hard to tell exactly when it happened to me it looked like it happened when he went down uh in the kachina clutch he, he his his knee kind of buckled awkwardly but he wasn't, you know, he didn't look in extra pain while he was in the clutch or anything. But, but if I had to pinpoint where the injury happened, that would have been it. And for people asking, it's not a work. He's actually legitimately in Birmingham, Alabama right now, uh, getting his knee examined. And he posted a photo on Twitter just a, a, a little bit ago uh, of his knee and, and it getting examined. Wow. So this is crazy. So, so what are you hearing? I mean, he's potentially out for a little time, potentially out for a lot of time. We will have no idea until they're done uh, examining it. Wow. Obviously the fact that they flew him out to Birmingham uh, would lead you to believe that it could, it, you know, it's something that could be uh, more serious, but you never know. So, you know, it's not, uh, but um, you know, those the trips to Birmingham usually aren't are not a, a good thing. That's yeah, where they're the head physician, you know, James Andrews is out there and and uh he kind of works on the the wrestlers with all the serious injuries. So and it was on the same knee uh according to WWE it was the same knee uh that he tore its uh ACL and MCL in November of 2015 that caused him to miss six months. Wow. Yeah, because because looking at the beatdown when it happened, I mean, there weren't any high risk spots in that, right? I mean, when I'm trying to flashback now, granted, the past the past five days of wrestling are a blur, but from what I recall, I mean, that looked you know kind of mild compared to some of the other stuff we've seen. Yeah, I mean, and that's the you know if you look at when Rollins injured his knee last time, it was you know when he did the flip for a power bomb, uh, you know, delivering a power bomb to Kane, he did the yeah. flip off the top rope. So you know, a lot of time with these ACL MCL injuries, it's it's usually something just you know minor. It's it's not usually a it, it can be minor or major. So. Uh, yeah. Cool. So throughout uh, later in the show, after we get through the SmackDown Live results, we would love to hear your comments about ideas of what the WWE can do differently now that we're on the road to WrestleMania, if indeed Rollins is going to be out for a bit. And we'll discuss more about the possibilities there. But let's talk about SmackDown uh, coming out of the Royal Rumble leading up to a week from this Sunday, Elimination Chamber. Wow, it's really going to be here so, so soon. Um, they made the announcement last night. They gave the entire lineup for the match. That Elimination Chamber match this year is going to be between John Cena, a WWE champion, 
John Cena taking on AJ Styles, Bray Wyatt, Baron Corbin, The Miz, and Dean Ambrose. And uh, it's interesting that they're keeping Randy Orton out of this one. But, you know, with that announcement, Raj, is this to sort of confirm the rumors that Bray might get the belt and we could see Orton versus Bray at WrestleMania? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. I mean, it doesn't make sense to have Orton in this match when he won the Rumble. I mean, yeah. Um, but that's pretty much all your top guys in, in one match. So uh, that's the undercards probably going to be pretty weak. They've announced a couple other matches for the undercard. They got uh, uh, Nikki Bella against Natalia and uh, American Alpha depending, defending their titles against the same teams that they've had, you know, facing each other for the last several months. And uh, what was the other title match? Uh, t -t 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 oh, Alexa Bliss and yeah, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Naomi. Yeah, which is cool that that we're getting something a little different there um, on the women's side of things. Um, so you know, let's go through the show and talk about what else happened. Um, you know, Cena came out, did that promo. Great audience response from Cena last night. I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but uh, I mean. You know, it seemed like everyone was very happy to see him. Uh, not the, even the mixed result that we get most uh, weeks. Smaller markets that they did run SmackDown in this week. And Cena <laughs> usually gets, uh, gets right, a better right. response in smaller markets. That's the key. They're like, is that John Cena? The guy from the TV? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that, that's my impression of a hick. No, I, I made the uh, – and you actually sounded like me there. Thanks, Glenn. I'm sorry um, But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I did get – named across between AJ Styles and James Ellsworth last time I was on. So that was very nice of our fans to say, but the uh, best commenters, the best trolls watch the wrestling. Inc. Exactly. Podcast. Exactly. But really I made the joke on Twitter. Like you're in Corpus Christi. Yeah. You're not, you're going to get a primarily positive response out of Cena in towns like that. I don't know why they still go there. That's typically a very, very quiet, but family oriented town. Yeah. Well, well, they kind of did all the other cities over the past week in Texas. Yeah, so I think exactly. that's why, because they were in San Antonio, you know, they, they want to not go too far. Right. Yeah. Um, so we had Cena come out, and then that led to, uh, you know, I, I thought this matchup was interesting um, in the angle they went with it. So we had a tag match kicking off the show with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt versus Luke Harper and John Cena. Um, so what would you guys think of that matchup? Josh, go ahead, bud. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it was interesting. You know, I think uh, with Luke Harper going up against his former brothers, uh, you know, I think it's kind of just a new fresh take on him, um, you know, but he couldn't quite face Bray yet. He's still a little too brainwashed for that. But, uh, you know, I liked it. I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, Cena ended up taking the pin just after winning the title. That's always strange when the champion loses so soon afterwards. Yeah, unfortunately, they seem to do that a lot. Um <laughs> You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty he, sure every champion lost um, almost yeah. this on, on Raw and SmackDown. I'm pretty sure almost every champion lost. Did oh, Owens didn't Owens well, not, got thrashed, no. but he didn't lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they do that all the time where instead of kind of building on that momentum uh, and, you know, just giving a week to let the title, you know, the, the new title change, you know, sink in. They just uh, just go back to the formula. So, you know, as far as Orton pinning Cena, I, I do like how they are kind of putting the uh, the hint in there that it's going to be Orton versus Cena at WrestleMania, it, you know, and even though they're, the plan is for Wyatt and Orton, so it kind of, you know, throws a twist in there in a, in a week. So, you know, in, yeah, in that sense, it, that was all right. Right, and I think they actually announced Orton and Cena for next week. 
Um, yeah, they did. So uh, they're going to hopefully go ahead and get that one out of the way, even though I'm sure that one will end clean. But I like the way they sort of intertwine the different storylines in this one and, and John Cena as a factor, even though, again, I'm not a fan of pinning him clean. Uh, but at least it was from Orton, who was the Royal Rumble winner. They're trying to put some uh, steam on him, I guess, moving toward Mania. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, an interesting match to kick things off with. Luke Harper, I think, has some real potential. I just think they need to really develop his character, you know, a bit more. Um, I mean, the idea that he's a Wyatt that turns on the other Wyatts, like, I sort of get that, but I don't know. I like, I mean, that doesn't get all, you know, like, oh, it's about the story. It's about the characterization. But, I mean, where do you think they go with him? I mean, do you think they go with Braun? It's just like, oh, he's a badass. I think there's almost something, I almost say almost something this is the cheesiest phrase and again trolls feel free to give me a, give me a hard time about this there's almost something soulful in his eyes where i think they can do something you know maybe make him like the gentle giant who unleashes the rage who's been like the muscle of the wyatt family and he's got you know something that's turned in him i think there's just real potential there i'm just wondering if they're going to tap into that or he's just going to be you know yet another sort of you know brawn clone like the big well, guy well he, he can work as a face in my opinion yeah. because there were actually harper chants last night during the match um, and he's got the skill set uh, and, and move set to do that. So uh, I think he could work as a face uh, opposing the rest of the Wyatts, no problem. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what, what do you think? What do you think they do with uh, Luke to, to get him over as a face? I mean, I, I wish they'd let him talk a little more because, you know, he's always been in the shadow of Bray Wyatt, and the guy can actually talk. So it might be wise to get him on the mic from time to time as they move forward with this feud and going forward. And I've said this before, but I think you do got to repackage him a little bit. I'm not saying a complete makeover or anything, but uh, he's just so uh, it's his that outfit is so ingrained with the Wyatt family and, and him as part of the Wyatt family that, you know, when he broke away as a singles last time, it didn't work. You know, so tweak tweak his, you know, tweak his get up a little, let him talk more, get him out of the whole old uh, Wyatt stigma. And uh, I, I think, he could, you know, he could be a single star if, if they do it right. Because he's he can he can go in the ring, he's great for a big man. You know he's a great worker. So uh, I'd really like to see it work. Yeah, they just need to repackage him, give him a a makeover, as it were. Uh, you know, do something a little different with his character. But uh, so yeah, the Wyatt family won that last night. Cena did indeed take the pin, um, and we went from that to uh, interesting Carmella versus uh, Delilah Dawson. So. We've, we've talked about this before, but I, I want to get your guys' take on it. I mean, one, interesting that they had Ellsworth come out and do the abandoned Carmella shtick that did not get over the one week they tried it uh, with her little spiel, which the whole thing about putting on a show really made her sound like a stripper. Uh, but then I uh, came out and went against a jobber. I don't know what you guys saw the match, but I feel like they've, they've done this a couple times now. It's like, man, they bring us jobbers that are so interesting looking. Like, why aren't they... Like, like the job was more interesting to me than Carmella was. Like, I want to know more about her story. Uh, Josh, what did you think of the match? Uh, the match was what it was. I, I don't know. I, I've had a tough time getting into both Ellsworth and Carmella. They've, I review the show every week for the site, and they've consistently been on the bottom of the list for me. Um, yeah. I just, I just, I can't get into it. I've never liked Ellsworth, and now he's a heel, which I like. I like him even less. So the match itself, I just couldn't even get into it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked Ellsworth at the beginning when he got destroyed by Ron Strowman and he did that promo about, you know, any man with two hands. I, I, you know, <laughs> I liked him then, uh, but it, it's clearly, you know, run its course. Um, and yeah, I, but I think the storyline here is that 
Carmela doesn't really like Ellsworth and is using him because, you know, you see him like hugging her and she's kind of like grossed out and backing away. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like they're doing the Eve Torres, uh, Zack Ryder um, angle all over again. That went well for Ryder afterwards. Right. Well, at least they're doing it with Ellsworth as opposed to someone that was on the rise. <laughs> well, here's the thing for me, though. Eminem's worth is, as I called him and some of our folks called him on Twitter last night with, with the new get up and everything. But with him being a heel and his delivery, is it so bad that it's actually good or, you know, or is it just plain awful? I haven't quite made my mind up on that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad they're both getting TV time. I mean, even though I'm not a huge fan of their current stick, I do like them both as performers. And I think that, you know, they, they deserve um, the chance, you know, to, to make the most of it. But yeah, I just think it's bad when, you know, they put Carmel against the jobber. And I think the jobber, you know, just from her look alone is like five times more intriguing. Right. And, and here's the thing too, that um, even though he's getting over, I guess, as a manager, um, you know, what else can he do? Like what, what's his ceiling besides jobber or manager? Um, you know, I think the honeymoon phase is potentially over. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it was kind of over a while ago. Right. I mean, like Raj was saying, like when he first came on, I mean, it was, it was sort of like a fun, smarky thing. Everyone was like, Oh yeah. You know, there was actually kind of a charm there. It was weird. It was awkward. He's kind of a goofy looking guy. Let's see what we can do with it. Uh, you know, if they bring him back a few times, but then putting him into that stuff with, with Dean and AJ and, you know, just, I think putting him front and center was, was too much. I think they, they had a potentially good thing in small doses and they just overdid it. Right. And, and two, Carmela is still face, facing enhancement talent at this point with him. So it's like, is this going to be a slow burn as she moves her way up the card? Or is this just an introduction to what this new thing is? Um, I hope it's not completely mapped out for a long period of time. I do got to say um, that I, this was one of the rare we weeks where I thought Raw was you know, much better than SmackDown. And this was pretty much where I thought the show kind of went to crap until you know the main event i thought the, the the from here to the main event was just you know pointless filler but that's how i really feel <laughs> <laughs> pointless filler you know it's something could really argue everything they do between pay-per-views is uh well i mean did anything from here to to the end you, did anything during that period will it have any repercussions at wrestlemania probably not yeah i don't know man when ellsworth's in that main event at wrestlemania right. i think we'll look back on this yeah see this was a pivotal moment that really developed and defined his character yeah but for a post royal rumble show you know the first uh smackdown after the rumble you would think they would you know kind of you know, put more hands on deck as opposed to just a, a run-of-the-mill episode for the for the post-Royal Rumble. I mean, you saw the rating spike for Raw uh, this past Monday. And you would, as, you know, you think a lot more people are going to be tuning in. But this this SmackDown, it felt like a Raw show when it had been so much better. And I don't know, you know, there have been the rumors of the writing team changes. And supposedly nothing's changed. But this felt like it wasn't uh, the same writing staff. Plus, they only have two weeks until Elimination Chamber, so you think that they would have really been pushing to try to get a bunch of, you know, a bunch of matches booked on the show, and they just kind of just didn't feel that way. Yeah, and and I think it's clear that they're really starting to uh, demote SmackDown as the B show. You know, all the big surprises now are happening on Raw. All the big returns happen on Raw. Samoa Joe debuts on Raw. Triple H shows up on Raw. So, 
uh, and, you know, SmackDown ends with, you know, just a, a regular match uh, that we've seen before. Um, yeah. Um, so, God, see, I was going to say, let's transition from this to a, to a much kinder note, like a brighter spot. But no, that was followed by Callisto versus Dolph Ziggler. So there, Raj, that clearly proves your point that SmackDown is doing more dynamic things than Monday Night Raw is at this point. Um, does anyone have anything to say about this match, positive or negative? <laughs> Look, the match is what it was because, I mean, Kalisto got squashed in about a minute last week, so the point of the rematch to me was pointless. Um, but you, it almost felt like when Cruz came out, yes, they're trying to give him some semblance of a character, but if he is so hell-bent on getting Ziggler, then why didn't he hop the barricade to go after him? Like The, the, the brawl could have continued and said, oh, I have to stop right here. Um is that him just being the white meat baby face or is it just progressing step by step and it should have went a lot further to, to get them a match on the card at elimination chamber. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like when they did the, uh, like Rollins, you know, has been wanting to get at triple H so bad. And then when triple H shows up on raw, he lets triple H cut a 10 minute promo before running out and attacking him. So, you know, they, there are holes in the storylines, but I'm I'm sure Apollo Crews versus Ziggler is going to be one of the matches at Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good times. This <laughs> heel turn, Ziggler's heel turn, man. It's It's been really weak. It's it's unfortunate because I feel like Ziggler can do a lot more. Okay, so we, so we do have a stronger match to talk about, and we're going to get to that in a second. But first, I want to take a moment and just give a little love to our sponsor of this episode, which is DDP Yoga. For just talk about it before, DDP Yoga, DDPY, uh, specifically their awesome Max Pack, which is used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Gold Dust, and tons of other WWE stars who love using DDPY. And for a limited time, we've got a special deal for you. You can get the DDP Yoga Now app, three months of full access for 25% off, or you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, plus three months of full access to the DDP yoga now app uh they also have a killer deal you can get a max or combo pack at 25 percent off and you can get 50 percent off the second one so here's the deal man it's february it's february 2017 the year is already 1 12th over what are you doing with the rest of the year take control of your life take control of your health and get on it man with ddpy go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc to take advantage of these deals again that's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc and we thank them for sponsoring the show and diamond dallas page going into the hall of fame the, this year the man deserves it i mean he is uh you know look at the jake the snake documentary look at the scott hall documentary this guy's helping people turn their lives around and ddp yoga can do wonders for you highly recommend you check it out and thank them for sponsoring the podcast um so let's talk about this uh the tag and alexa bliss and mickey james versus naomi and becky lynch now, you know, I, I, th I thought this match was pretty good. I want to get your thoughts on it. But interesting that Naomi pinned Alexa now twice in the span of a week. I mean, setting up the title match. But, I mean, what do you make of that, that direction? I mean, this wasn't even 50-50 booking with this. You know, I mean, it's going to end up being what? Alexa retains and Naomi yet somehow managed to pin her two out of three times? Uh, who, who are we going to? Um, uh, whichever one wants to jump. Uh, I mean, they do, they do that all the time where the champion, yeah. you know, loses multiple times until they get their win. So it's just a, a placeholder for, you know, something for Alexa to do. And, uh, you know, in between feuds, I'm sure their big feud is Alexa versus Nikki. So, you know, you have Nikki win at Elimination Chamber and uh, Alexa beat Naomi. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they would do, you know, one thing about WrestleMania, you look at last year, I think they had five singles matches on the card. 
um, the year before, I mean, five, yes, five singles matches the year before is like four and the year before that was like five. So there's not many singles matches that they do. They usually throw a bunch of multi-person matches to get everyone on the card. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they'll, they'll go with a, a singles match with Alexa and Nikki or, you know, something to kind of get everyone else on the show. But this, this, you know, I think it's pretty clear that uh, Alexa's beating Naomi at, at Elimination Chamber. Uh, here's the thing to me on this one that Naomi looked much more crisp and concise with um, her moveset. She's notorious for being a little sloppy in the ring, even on the basics, that kind of thing. Um, and her athleticism has always been off the charts. But I, I really thought she sort of cleaned up some of the mistakes in the ring. She's not using a lot of the uh, rear end based offense. It's a lot more wrestling moves. Um, so I, I think it's uh, a nice step for her. And she's even improved a little bit on some of her promos, even though the, whoever wrote her promo should not probably be writing those. Uh, but uh, she's delivering them pretty well. So I, I like the improvement that I've seen out of her because most of the time I receive hate on Twitter because of my reactions to Naomi. And I actually gave her her due last night on, on, on the show. Yeah, I think Naomi has all the tools. She's got charisma, athleticism, uh, the look. So, um, you know, she's just piecing it all together and she's starting to do that. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I think I don't think she's getting the title on this, you know, in this feud. Uh, but I could easily see it soon uh, sure. if, if she continues to improve. Yeah, Josh, what do you think? And it seems like they're kind of they're kind of building her up a little bit too because she's kind of had this history with the company for quite a while and every time she's kind of gotten close to the title something's happened she had her orbital bone broke by oxana when she was working her way up you know so she's had a couple moments where she started to work her way up but she hasn't quite gotten there yet so this will be one step closer she'll probably lose to alexa but then after that who knows maybe she'll finally win the title down the road See, I can see, we were talking about this last night about if they were to do a women's four-way match uh, at WrestleMania for a belt. I could see these four being in a, in a fatal four-way, you know, maybe on the kickoff show at WrestleMania. I don't think it, uh, the SmackDown title will make the main card, but I think they're definitely, you know, these are these are the four best performers they have in the women's division um, right now, I think. You know, I still think Naomi, uh, what she does in the ring is more dynamic than watching Nikki and Natalia go through the same match that they've done now, you know, a handful of times. Um, so I don't know. So I like this last night. I like that Naomi and Becky got the win. I like that Naomi, even though she might not beat Alexa is in the title picture. And yeah, I think, you know, this is, this is, uh, they're mixing things up a little bit in the tag division now where they're not, or in the women's division rather, where they're not mixing things up is in the tag division. So they did that whole thing with American alpha last night. I think that's the most promo time that we've seen American alpha get in a while, um, and have them do the open challenge idea only to have every tag team come out and go into chaos, but then have, Slater and uh, Rhino end up being as the uh, the last men standing. Um, I mean, so are they just going to do that now? I mean, do, do you think that's the right move heading into Elimination Chamber to put? I mean, is, is that the match, uh, Raj? Is it going to be Slater and Rhino against American Alpha for the belts? No, I mean, no, they announced it uh, last yeah. night. Uh, it's a tag turmoil match with all six tag teams. So gotcha. So, yeah, it's the same six teams we've been seeing forever. Um, I, I personally would have much rather had it just be the Usos. Uh, I think that's much stronger. It it just drags American Alpha down to be, you know, involved with a lot of these teams who are seen as, like, you know, preliminary guys, you know, preliminary tag teams. So it does them no favors. I, I know a lot of people were hoping 
the open challenge would lead to the revival or something like that. But, you know, again, the SmackDown's not getting any of the, the real surprises. And the revival pulled the ultimate troll job in addition to WWE because everybody was hoping. And then they brought out the kitchen sink, everybody but revival. But even Scott Dawson was tweeting along with the show saying, top guys out their little catchphrase. They're like, Oh, we're about to come out there. And afterwards he's like, yeah, that was way too easy. I fooled everybody. <laughs> it seemed so, like the build up. I mean, that seemed like the most absolute logical thing that they could have done last night with the open challenge, with the surprise. I mean, yeah, I thought that was going to be SmackDown's mini version of like a Samoa Joe debut is having the revival come out to that. That seemed, I mean, absolutely last night was the time to do it. If there has been any time so far as post draft, right? It would seem like, I mean, I would like to see them be on SmackDown, but part of me almost wonders if the Raw tag division needs them more. I mean, they seem like that they need even more help than SmackDown does. I'm not yeah, sure, though. But the heels got the belts now in Raw, so I think they that do. they can they can, they can can go longer with that and rotate through a while. But with SmackDown, I mean, I think they have to do something immediately to put some life in that SmackDown division and make it credible. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, there's just – I feel like there's just nothing there. I mean I, – I, you know, I like Mojo Raleigh, but I'm missing the hype bros. I'm like, man, if the hype bros were here, at least, they, you know, it seemed like at least maybe they had a storyline they were going with them. I don't even think they have a storyline right now or a narrative they're trying to fit into. Um, so I think this is, this is probably the area where SmackDown is, is the weakest, in my opinion, is the tag division. Uh, yeah, I think Raw, I think the same goes for Raw. I, I yeah. think, you know, I, I said this a while ago. I just feel like there's not enough quality teams to have two separate tag divisions. Like they probably should have just had, the tag belts on, on one show and, you know, and done it that way. Cause it, it's the, the, the tag matches right now are almost starting to turn to bathroom break. Cause they're so insignificant. Yeah. And, and if you listen to, I guess, reports, I think this was reported a while ago now, but that uh, the revival are not even in the top, I guess what they would call the polishing type of class at the performance center. So apparently there's no imminent call up for them. Um, for whatever reason, because they've shown they can go go in the ring. Obviously, they don't have the prototypical WWE look, but they're solid on promos. Um, it's just a matter of finding them the right spot. And usually, they don't call up many people from NXT between the Rumble and Mania. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't I can't remember when they. Yeah, I mean Samoa Joe. Obviously, they did this year, but usually they do the debuts like the night after WrestleMania. So like last year was Apollo Cruz. I think the Bob Villains. They started airing those vignettes. Uh, and uh, there's a couple others, but um, Enzo and Cass. Yep. So I, I don't think we're going to see any any NXT call-ups between now and Mania. Yeah, um, just they got to do something. They got to do something there. It's just uh, it's getting to be too much of the same stuff. Um, speaking of the same stuff, we did uh, get the announcement of Daniel Bryan announcing Nikki versus Natalia at Elimination Chamber which I thought was interesting. I like that little bit. I liked with the whole thing with security. I like Daniel Bryan sort of losing it. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that is what it is. I mean, are, is that feud uh, engaging? Uh, Josh, Chris, anyone, Raj, Nikki versus <laughs> Natalia, anyone, anyone stoked about this? They've done a couple things here and there that I thought were pretty good, but overall uh, it, it hasn't been in my opinion. It's, it's been an afterthought. Yeah. And, and maybe, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go for it, man. Uh, I, I was thinking it was kind of funny that it looked like some of the same uh, security guys that uh, were trying to tear them apart last week is the ones that Natty hired for her security. Um, 
So I didn't know if that was a running gag or not, but uh, it looked like uh, some of the same guys there might have been the one that actually got taken out by Nikki Spear last week. Hmm. Well, there's only so many security people in the WWE. I think very, very true. Morning. You know, very true. You know, from all this, so many indie wrestlers in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can work that circuit, right? I mean, Texas is a big state, but yeah, you could absolutely just sort of. You know, same talent pool, have them travel with you. Uh, yeah, Josh, I mean, what did, what did you think of it? I mean, do you think this is like just now in the standing of things, right? So we have the main event, we have the main four. This is, I guess, secondary. And then Carmella is like the bottom tier of, uh, yeah. of the women's division. Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, I think Nikki's done a good job in terms of she tried to bring Carmella up with that feud. And now I'm assuming that she'll win this one against Natalia. So eventually she'll work her way up towards the, uh, you know, the main scene with against the, you know, whoever the champion is probably be Alexa. Um, it feels almost kind of like they took out Carmella and they put in Natalia because she still does sneak attacks. They have backstage brawls, brawls and she still rips on the whole John Cena thing. Now they've just added in total divas a little bit, but I don't know. It's just kind of a, it's just good that they get TV time, I guess. And look, the, the match itself will probably be fine because Natty has been a great worker for, you know, how many years oh, now? Yeah. And Nick, Nikki has been, uh, I would say vastly improved over the past two or three years. So, I mean, I think the match itself will be fine. It's just been some of the, uh, the regular build up the whole John Cena stuff that's gotten kind of bland. Yeah. And the way they've, they've taken the storyline. Uh, so let's talk about the main event last night, Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles with the Miz and um, Baron Corbin joining on commentary. Uh, so, yeah, so this was interesting. Again, they did what I love where they had uh, the champ get pinned, but it was not a title match. So, you know, it really doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, uh, Chris, we'll go to you first on this, man. So, I mean, how do you feel about how they're sort of setting this up now for Elimination Chamber and what the Miz added on commentary and what Corbin added? Uh, Miz should stay on commentary just as much as he can. I know he did have some commentary gigs before, I think on main event or superstars or something like that, but he's always been good in that kind of role. So, um, so I like seeing him, the, the interplay between he and Corbin was, was solid. You could tell Corbin was probably getting fed a couple lines here and there. Uh, but the match itself I thought was good. You have to include as many guys as you can, or at least that's the way WWE thinks. Uh, heading into that six-person match. Um, but Styles winning there were probably the, the correct way to go since he just came off uh, the classic with uh, Cena at the Rumble. Yeah. Josh, what did you think of the match? I actually paid more attention to the commentary than the match itself. Those guys yeah. were, were more entertaining. Um, but, I mean, you know, the match was – it is what it is. You know, they got to hype the, the chamber. So it was good, you know, very end getting – Corbin standing tall and staring down Styles, and you know Miz, like always, is amazing trash talking Otunga and Corbin. You know, I don't know, doing more than both those guys combined, and they still came at him. But it's it's you know it was a lot of fun just to listen to that. Miz was just owning Baron Corbin on commentary, <laughs> and he was just destroying the guy. Yeah, Miz is he has just been leagues above on the mic uh, over the past year. So, and he, I mean, I think he's had it in him for a long time, but. Uh, he was just awesome. So uh, the match itself was, you know, Styles can't have a bad match, I don't think. So oh, yeah. it was fine. It wasn't anything, I, you know, it wasn't anything that I, I say people have to go out of their way and see. But it was, uh, it, it was fine. Um, it, it did what, I mean, I thought this was the, the best thing on the show. But I liked it, the it was end. an average show. 
Um, I enjoyed Miz being so athletic and taking some of those bumps um, and some of those moves. I mean, in the full suit still, I thought that was cool. Um, how it devolved, what they did with the moves on each other. Um, did you guys catch when Moro called Corbin the Lonesome Wolf at one point last <laughs> I did night? Not catch that. No. Yeah, I referred to him as the Lonesome Wolf, and I was like, "Huh, that's a totally different angle on the character." Uh, um, but another no, another quick note, real, real yeah, quick, Lynn. Sorry. Yeah, um, did y'all notice that Styles used the uh, yes kicks, mm. um, and that's actually what you know ticked off the Miz. Because, of course, yeah. those are Miz's kicks. So, to me, it almost seems like they're not quite sure what they want to do heading into Mania. I'm sure as far as, like, the undercard with Styles, Miz, and those guys, um, that that is if they go with Wyatt and Orton at Mania. But it almost seems like the, the mid-card of SmackDown is still up for grabs uh, on the Mania card. Yeah. Um, man, you know, I liked, I thought, I thought it was interesting how Miz was putting Corbin over at first by saying, you know, he's good at what he does, not as experienced as I am, but he was still, it gave me sort of that Legion of Doom feeling, you know, like we're watching like two super villains, like trying to have a little respect for each other, but then I liked how it devolved in just towards them. And I think with Elimination Chamber, we could even see something happen there, you know, with, uh, something set up between Corbin and the Miz going forward. But yeah, Miz is, uh, so money on the mic that, um, you know, I think, He's he's really a part of the glue of SmackDown right now. You know, whatever they put him in, at least, and maybe maybe Corbin would do well to work a program with him because the Miz makes people look better. Yeah, and and it was heel versus heel, which is what I liked. You don't you don't see that enough, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, you always have to be good versus evil, and the bad guys have to be with the bad guys. I mean, I liked that it was heel versus heel, and uh, they didn't like each other. I mean, I thought that was a refreshing coat of paint for what we normally see. So speaking of uh, the commentary, one other thing last night that I saw online noted a lot was that JBL was even going harder against Ellsworth. Do you think we could possibly see a JBL versus Ellsworth uh, little mini match at some point? No, I hope not. <laughs> no, JBL's retired. I mean, yeah, yeah, he yeah, has the, but... the back injury and everything. Yeah. Well, we know it'd be an ultra physical match with Ellsworth. I'm sure, you know, lots of bumps involved, lots of high spots, you know, uh, but no, I thought JBL just went really, really hard on him last night. Um, but overall, so let's, let's wrap up SmackDown. Uh, uh, Chris, do you first, uh, I guess this will say it all. What was the better show this week? Raw or SmackDown? Normally I'm full fledged SmackDown this week. I'm going to have to give the, the slight edge to raw, uh, for the first time in a long time for me. Yeah. Josh. Same. I, uh, this is the first week that I graded Raw higher than SmackDown. Yeah, and Raj? Yeah, same here. I I I, I give. Uh, I think I gave Raw what a B plus when, when we yeah. did our when we talked about. It. I, I give this a, a C plus. So yeah, a B plus um, for Raw, Raj. I think that's the highest uh, rating. Did you give it a B plus or did I give it a B minus? I can't remember. I think, but that's still pretty high. A B category for you is like an A for anyone else in the Raj Geary curve. <laughs> I give I give SmackDown A's a lot, but yeah, this week uh, SmackDown it it just seemed like it was going back to where it was uh, before the brand split, where it was a clear B show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did anything? I, I did not watch Talking Smack yet. Did anything of note happen last night? No. Um, I mean, they announced the two really. matches, the two title matches with uh, Alexa Bliss and Naomi, and then the tag turmoil match. Yeah. Um. Cool. So yeah. So let's let's go back and talk about the big story. This this we uh, that's developing still with Seth Rollins. So I mean, Raj, what are you thinking, man? I mean, what are we seeing in the comments? What are people's ideas for what we do now going forward? If Seth Rollins is possibly out now that we're officially on the road to WrestleMania? Well, I mean, so here's here's kind of what the WrestleMania card was. And again, Seth Rollins is being examined today. Uh, 
you know, he had torn his ACL, MCL in November 2005. Didn't return until May. He missed WrestleMania last year um, and the Royal Rumble. Uh, this year, they kept him out of the Royal Rumble. And, you know, depending on what happens, um, hopefully, he, you know, it turns out that he's fine. But if not, you know, it's, it's very likely that he could miss WrestleMania again. Um, so, I mean, if it, it, assuming it's the same amount of time, six months, uh, you know, that would put him I was at like August or September. So, um, you know, hopefully everything comes back. Okay. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, that was one of the featured matches, Seth Rollins versus triple H at WrestleMania. You know, I mentioned earlier that, uh, they don't do many singles matches at WrestleMania. They do five, maybe, you know, four to five to, you know, maybe six. And this year we had Reigns versus Taker, uh, you know, in the works, Orton versus Wyatt, Goldberg versus Lesnar. That's three right there. And then, you know, uh, Rollins versus Triple H was, was four. And then it seemed like Owens versus Jericho, uh, which would have been five. Uh, so that kind of fills up all the, the singles matches. And, and then obviously you got to have something with John Cena. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if what they do with Triple H. What do you guys think? Uh, if Rollins isn't able to make it, what do you do with Triple H? What do you do with Samoa Joe? And, uh, and yeah, should Triple H even still be wrestling on this show? Yeah. Um, so Josh, let's go to you first, man. So, so how do you feel, uh, you know, about the situation and, and who would potentially be a good replacement here? I mean, part of me thinks that if, if Rollins isn't in there, I don't know if Triple H should even wrestle. Maybe he should just come down with Samoa Joe and have him face off against someone. I mean, if they did bring in a new opponent, I mean, Finn Balor is out there. I mean, he has some sort of connectivity where he got injured against Rollins Maybe he feels like he needs to prove something to Triple H to get back in the title hunt, so possibly he could get involved somehow. Finn Balor, uh, obviously, he, uh, you know, he was injured. He's he was supposed to get checked to be cleared. Uh, I think he would have probably appeared on TV if he was cleared. Um, so it all, de- you know, it depends how soon before Mania. I mean, if he if he's not cleared till the week before the show, they could have him do a yeah. surprise, but they're not going to book a match with him. Um, no. You know, if they don't know, he can go. So Finn Balor, you know, it's, they're not going to book him until he's cleared and he's not cleared. So we'll have to see about that. Yeah. Chris, what do you think, man? Uh, yeah, that's actually the direction I was going. That's a natural progression. Say if you wanted to take triple H off the card, which I think they should, um, if Rollins is not cleared by then, um, Balor and Samoa Joe had a long feud in NXT. So that's sort of a natural progression to carry that on to the main roster. Um, but say if this match completely gets scratched and you don't have much to do with Samoa Joe, you could either put him in a mid-card um, title feud somehow um, or even put, dare I say, put a cruiserweight match on the main card instead of putting you know a multi-cruiserweight title match uh, <laughs> on, on the pre-show. Uh, you, you could bump that up to the main show or something. I mean, there's several possibilities to fill that void. Um, but if Rollins is not able to go, take Triple H off the card. And that's that's no no hate toward him, but I'd rather them build up the folks they already have. Yeah, something to keep in mind. You know, they're obviously wanting to figure out plans for Triple H early since he's one of the big guys. And since Finn Balor isn't cleared, uh, I doubt that they're going to wait to find out before they – come up with uh, alternative plans for Triple H. So I'm sure they're waiting to hear what happens with Rollins, but I'm, they're discussing, uh, you know, what should happen if, if he's not cleared, I'm sure. And so in that case, if I, w- I'm, I, mean, I agree with, um, 
was it Josh that said that they should just leave Triple H off this card? Both of us. Both of you. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I mean, I think it just having him there for the sake of having him. Uh, you know, the big knock is all the part-timers. You know, at least it gives a spot for a, a full-time guy to be on the main card. So, I mean, I, I'd like to see, you know, Triple H sit this one out if Rollins can't uh, can't go. But we know it's Triple H. We know it's WWE. That's probably not going to happen. So if Triple H is still going to be on this card and Finn, Finn Balor isn't in the equation, who do you go with? Yeah, I don't know. Um, have you guys been reading online uh, just some of the comments? And I don't know if it's even rumors or just rampant speculation at this point, but I'd, I'd seen on uh, Reddit some people floating this idea with Samoa Joe being Triple H's muscle that we might see sort of a mini NXT crossover invasion angle. Um, you know, some people were speculating like this idea that we could use this as a way to work in some NXT guys without having them be on the main roster. You know, we'd have Samoa Joe obviously be on the main roster, but I'm almost wondering if there's something that could be done there, you know, really building it up as a faction as opposed to as just Joe and H trying to do something sort of new because we haven't really had, you know, I mean, they kind of tried to do it with the club, but we don't really have any factions currently. I just don't know how many guys in NXT you have right now to make that work yeah as a heel faction you know like the revival aren't you know they're a great tag team but i yeah i mean if you had revival and joe yeah i mean you need someone else strong in there and i just don't know uh they're not going to pull bobby root up this soon so i just don't know who else would go um real quick someone mentioned triple h versus shane omac i think that would be awesome um yeah man they haven't been seen on camera since shane mcmahon came i don't know if you guys saw that wwe 24 last night I haven't watched it yet. They showed a bunch of backstage, you know, stuff with WrestleMania 32. They showed Shane McMahon after his match with Undertaker. And, you know, Stephanie's there. Vince is there crying and hugging him. And uh, there's no Triple H around. So I, I'm i guessing that Triple H does not want to work with Shane. I, I doubt that match is happening. Someone's saying Braun Strowman. You know, again, unless you turn Braun's baby face and had a – to come up with a storyline this quickly um, – it's going to be tough. I mean, you could do something like Dean Ambrose where he's angry that Triple H took out, you know, his shield brother, even though they were feuding the last time. And uh, because, you know, Triple H isn't a raw guy. Yeah. He's, he's never drafted to raw. He could be on either brand. And they give SmackDown a little extra star power. And then I'd like to see Samoa Joe and, and John Cena. And Samoa Joe can tell Triple H, hey, you know, you wanted me to take out Seth Rollins. I did. Now you got to give me what I want, which is John Cena. I've been wanting this guy forever. And Triple H is like, all right. Well, in that case, what, what would happen is they would put John Cena on Raw instead of bringing Samoa Joe to SmackDown. Um, at least that's what I think would happen um, because of that being the AB show dynamic. Yeah, I could see them having John Cena making uh, appearances on Raw to, to build that up for sure. Um, you know, one thing I love that uh, commenter Ben Savage, some of the other people are, are saying in the comments, is I love the idea of doing Cesaro uh, against Samoa Joe and putting in that little reality angle, you know, about Tyson Kidd, now Seth Rollins, you know, Put it, and, putting uh, in who? Uh, Cesaro versus Samoa Joe. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean uh, that's a mid card, right? I mean, that totally is a demotion for Samoa no, Joe. No, I mean, I'm, in a way, you want someone that Samoa Joe is going to beat. Yeah, You know, the problem with John Cena is, if he went that way, is WWE being WWE, what they've done since WrestleMania 30, you know, they had they were building up Bray Wyatt. He loses mm-hmm. to Cena, basically goes down the card after that. Uh, then the next year they built up Rusev. We're doing a great job. 
you know, Cena beats him, then they go down. You don't want Samoa Joe uh, to get beat by Cena and his, you know, yeah, this early on. So if they really want to give Cena a victory, then Joe is not the right guy. Here's my question too. Um, Samoa Joe has now not had such great luck with uh, working with main roster guys. Obviously, he injured. Um, I guess it was a freak accident on the muscle buster to Tyson Kidd, and now his career is essentially over. And now you have just with the brawl, um, even though it was a an existing injury, uh, you know Rollins could be out for a while too, just after the one little uh, brawl. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw Rollins, you know, you know, with those kind of freak injuries that happened, but, you know, they happened a lot. And he didn't right. really get pushed down the card or anything for it. I mean, granted, Joe is very, you know, early in his uh, main card run. Right. So uh, we'll have to see. I, I mean, it, it, it looked like a, it, we'll have to see exactly where it happened. If it was a Katina clutch uh, and Rollins, you know, it, it just looked like a freak accident. Not, not anything that Joe did. More more uh, bad luck than than bad execution, right? Someone's suggesting Triple H versus AJ Styles, and yeah. you know because AJ has nothing really going on right now, and you know there's been the rumors of a Shane McMahon match. I think Triple H and AJ, if he were to put over AJ, would be much better. But no, again, there's no storyline. It would be kind of starting from cold, but you know AJ needs to turn babyface soon. I think that would be a that would be something really interesting. I think last night was yeah. the start of that. I mean, last night, right? He, he he seemed frustrated in that opening promo about Elimination Chamber, but he was not doing, you know, it, it, it was, he turned it down. You know, he turned down what he'd been doing in recent weeks. I think they'll mellow him out a little bit. And I think he's, he's ripe for him. And I think AJ would be much better as a face. Yeah. Mike is saying Triple H versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. I mean, that would, be, that would get a ton of interest if they pull that off for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, speaking about WrestleMania, uh, kind of segueing because I was going to say Triple H versus The Undertaker. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about Reigns versus Taker, but so what's all this stuff backstage? I know, you know, Wrestling Inc. has covered it with Taker. Taker was hurting pretty bad after the Rumble the other night. Yeah, I mean, you could tell. I, I mean, he just had hip surgery, I think, in October. So, yeah. you know, it hasn't been that long for him to recover. You could tell he was out of shape. You know, he looked a lot bigger. Uh, than he was, you know, last time before the hip surgery. So, you know, he's still got a couple of months. So, uh, yeah, and he, he, I'm sure he won't be wrestling before Mania. So, you know, it's, he should be good to go. But, yeah, I, I guess he was in uh, in bad shape backstage. Not bad shape, but, you know, he was hurting. Now, a few people have said in the comments, Roz, it's not just me, Sami Zayn versus Triple H and Mania. That's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. It should be Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens in the main event of WrestleMania. You're nuts. The belt. You're nuts. What about Zayn against Samoa Joe? Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. That would be good. Yeah, I'd, but be, again, I'd be in favor yeah. of that. But that puts Joe at the mid, you know, at the mid card or lower on the main card. Yeah, know? but I don't think you want to start off Joe – completely at the top anyway you want to give them you know an ex exhibition uh someone to beat because all the top guys are pretty much taken anyway unless you know outside of cena and uh dean ambrose i guess yeah so um and, and samoa joe very likely might be the u.s champion by that point because it's looking like him and jericho for the u.s title at, at Fastlane. yeah so i mean that would be something yeah um and i think they're you know the way they're booking Sami Zayn now i think they're just 
I, I think they want they want to do something with him. I think they gave him uh, you know a good long run in that Rumble match, even though what he didn't get any eliminations in the actual Rumble itself. But it seems like I mean he's uh, either upper mid card or, or you know very at the very bottom rung, clinging to the bottom rung of who they consider uh, potentially the the main guys you know going forward. So I don't know. I think him uh-huh. versus Joe would be good. All right, so final answer is trip, oh, who should Triple H's opponent be if Seth Rollins can't make it? And Triple H is definitely wrestling. Go ahead, Glenn. Uh, I think AJ Styles. I think that, that's that's a pretty good match. Josh? Um, I'm probably going to go with Styles. I would love to see that match. Uh, Chris? Um, if cleared, I say Finn Balor. If not, um, I almost wish if they continue the storyline that Joe turns on Triple H and maybe Joe versus Triple H. All right, that's that's interesting. I, I'm going to go with Styles as well. Uh, I think uh, uh, he deserves to be in a high-profile WrestleMania match with the year he's had. Uh, and then uh, for Joe, I guess Chris, you kind of answered it, but uh, if, if Joe has a match at WrestleMania, who, who do you guys pick? Um, if oh, sorry, go, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I, I like the Sami Zayn idea. I think I think that's good. You know, I think Sami Zayn or Cesaro, I would be very happy with either of those. Josh. I'm going with Zane because I think Joe should should win that first match. So that he would be a great heel face alignment there. That would be really interesting to see. Yeah, Chris. Uh, I would like to see Joe and Styles at some point. Yeah, I I, I don't. Yeah, I think. not not yet. I think it's a little early, but that that would be something I'd like to see in the semi near future. Yeah, so, but at Mania, who who would you want? I guess it would have to be Zane. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Zane too because I think that'd be a, a really good match and and. It's one that Joe should win and, you know, gives him that a good stepping stone. Unfortunately, I think it'd probably be on the kickoff. Someone just reminded me that Shaq versus Big Show is also on the main, you know, (laughs) book for the show. So, so that is, you know, considering how many singles matches they usually have at WrestleMania, when you're talking five or six singles matches, it's kind of filled up. How long is that match? You have a Triple H match. Do you think that match is going to go longer than five minutes? It, it, it whether it does or doesn't just between the ring entrances i'm standing oh, there true. you know all they, that they don't stuff. have carts if they don't have the carts to get the guys to the ring you know i mean it could be an hour easily <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god i can't believe the things the things this company does uh cool man so anything else we should touch upon raj before we wrap things up here uh no i think uh i think that's about it it's uh you know, stay tuned for updates on Seth Rollins on, on WrestlingInc.com. Yeah, cool, man. So uh, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Chris, for being on the show. Uh, Raj and I will be back on Monday night with Matt Morgan to talk about Monday Night Raw. And until next time, everyone, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. See you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.